Welcome to I Hate Critics 1993. I am professional film critic Sean Patrick. With me is MJ. Hello. And Amy. Hello. And uh, of course, Amy, this podcast is brought to you by... The Pontiac Fiero. Don't even bother trying to wash that stain out. It's there for life. They keep changing the tag every well, week. Well, if they, again, we can't monetize until we, we, we get a, a clear focus on what the market It's going to be about. hard. Yeah. They're, they're not making it easy. No, no and I like no. that about them. I like hard to get cars, <laughs> which Pontiac Fiero is very much hard to get. So. <laughs> Don Draper would not put up with this kind of nonsense. Don Draper wouldn't put From up with cl- anything that wasn't racist and awful. He would, he would fire his client for this. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so this is our best of 1993 episode as we begin 2024. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, first of all, when I when I say 1993 to you, MJ, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the first word that comes to my mind most times. So. <laughs> That's been every year for like the last several years. Yeah. There's, if there's one one movie, I think that that I think if we're just going to go ahead and say what the best movie of 1993 is, can we all agree it's Dave? Yes. Yes. Dave with Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver. Uh, we really enjoyed that one. It is such a such a wonderful, wholesome comedy. It wow. is consistently funny and incredibly well made. And Really, it belongs at the top of any list in 1993. Yes, most definitely. Amy, thoughts? My dog. Sorry, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want him to be quiet. That's all. That's all we're, I want. We're not even there, and he's ruining the mood. <laughs> it's, it's just like your typical Sunday, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the thing about Dave is that out of all the films that we watched this year, it was the most cohesive and enjoyable film we, we saw. It was, it was clearly defined from, from the outset. We had excellent performances and you just enjoy, you, you rooted for Kevin, but it's hard not to root for Kevin Klein, but I mean, you just loved his character in this film. 100%. Yeah. Just, it's a wonderful movie. I'm, I'm happy to been able to introduce that to you, MJ, and to give you a chance to see something good from 1993. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, it was very enjoyable and probably and the best part of 1993. Because <laughs> <laughs> this was so bad for the most part, wasn't it? Oh, it was, it was mean, a little painful at times. <laughs> The weird thing is, we're gonna, I'm going to run down, you know, because we've we've watched most of the highest grossing films of of 1993, and I've got those up in front of me. I was the only one who liked Jurassic Park. I, I thought for sure that Jurassic Park would be the one that we would still be talking about at the end of 1993, and you both just don't care for it. Uh, MJ, you want to take that one first? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> If the dinosaurs had been cats. <laughs> if they had been giant cats chasing around the humans, um, I would have very much enjoyed this movie. <laughs> if Jurassic Park had been a Tumblr meme. <laughs> yes. 
which is how it should have stayed, honestly. But no, I I don't like I, I, the only thing that, that was great about that movie was Jeff Goldblum. And I could say that about him and anything. I just didn't care. Like, I again, I fuck off dinosaurs. I don't give a shit about you. I don't care. Realistically, and I, I can admit this, even as a fan of Jurassic Park, it is the country music of 1993. It's like the oh. it's, that, it's that banal genre that everyone can agree on. But I don't, I don't think you could have put that more succinctly. <laughs> <laughs> the country music of 1990. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, Beautiful. <laughs> the number two movie of 1993 is the most controversial episode of of this show because uh, Robin Williams is one of the most beloved human beings still today, even though he's been dead for years. Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, yeah. What a terrible film. What a god-awful, miserable experience that was. <laughs> it's a nightmare. That was a nightmare. <laughs> just, just call it Gaslight the Movie. Jesus, like, <laughs> man is just torturing his family for two solid hours. You know, I was watching a, a stand up show from uh, 1993, 1992, actually. And it, there is something to be said about the comedy of that era, especially from white males. Um, <laughs> it, it always, if not borders, always goes full bore on misogyny. And mm -hmm. it, it it almost always tries to rip off Robin Williams, which is so strange. <laughs> um, the energy uh, that that he gave off, especially when you look back at like and, and Fuzz, you might not know all of this, but if you look back at some of Robin Williams' like comedy specials from the eighties, they're brilliant. They're really, really fucking good. So we he was also very, very high on very high, extremely <laughs> coked up. <laughs> But that's the way we like our comedy. <laughs> I mean, um, some of the greatest art, I mean, just admit it, some of the greatest art has taken place on elevated drugs. That's just the truth. I'm sorry. We just all have to accept it. Right. Yeah. So what I'm yeah, seeing, okay. what I was watching, and I, I started kind of down this rabbit hole after seeing a bunch of commercials for, like, in between my Mr. Science Theater episodes. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about, like, you know, half hour comedy hour and, and stuff like that. So I went back <laughs> and I was watching these and I'm like, Jesus. So they're like either the the white beige sedated version of Robin Williams mm. or, you know, it, it, even... even <laughs> this is what happens when he's not on drugs. Right. He makes Mrs. Palafine. That's, exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. It, it just like, <laughs> you, you take, take Robin Williams out of the Robin Williams. Yeah. This is what you get. You get the Kmart version of, of Robin Williams. It's so upsetting. This movie was so unnerving. And I've never rooted for Sally Field more. In, in anything, really. And I've watched Stay Hungry, so, I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, this is like, this movie and really stand-up comedy in 1993 is basically like a husband and wife TikTok channel. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> where all the jokes are just like, I can't, I'm married, it's just like being in prison. <laughs> Women, am I right? <laughs> Get them a brick wall to put behind them so they can just hand them a mic, you know. Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> women, am I right? That's <laughs> just the, the, the tagline for that movie. <laughs> it just it it sucks because I think it it does nothing for Robin Williams' legacy. Um, and and again, I I've talked about this with other people, and I was really excited when my friend Jeanette said, "Oh, I hated that fucking movie." I'm like, "Oh, thank God!" 
There's somebody else out there. Now, MJ, you were telling me you've had the exact opposite experience of that. Yes. um, My, uh, I, like, I was, I I got home that night and I was talking to my mom and my brother and (laughs) they both loved it. They were very (laughs) upset that I did not like it. (laughs) Buzz, you took one for the team. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> oh, I've seen the same experience though in posting the show online. You'll see just people going, "How can you possibly hate Mrs. Doubtfire?" And it's like, <laughs> "Let me t- let me take ten thousand words and tell you," because <laughs> I did write a lengthy a lengthy screed about this movie, <laughs> and, I, and I read it and I made an outline. So I mean, we can definitely go over the points if someone. Needs- <laughs> Where do you start? My God, it's just a treasure trove of awful. But it's so bad. It's so bad. It's just so bad. I hate it so much. And uh, it's not, I don't think it's the worst movie of 1993 because I think we've seen the worst of 1993. <laughs> <laughs> and there are things that are actually far worse than this. Oh, God. What? Okay, all of a sudden my mind just went blank and I'm like, is that what this year did to me? Like from all these movies? <laughs> They were so terrible. I will argue to the day I die that Hexed is worse than this. I think, yeah. <laughs> you, are, you are correct. You are that, correct. That was early days, too. I, I don't think... Oh, yeah. I Out of the three of us watching that in the living room, and just, like, we felt so deflated afterwards. Like, somebody <laughs> just, you know, slapped us all and said we all are horrible people, and... That movie hated everyone that watched it. I think that it that's the basic did. of it. Yeah, it really did. It was it was made to torture. <laughs> and of course, unfortunately, you had to you had to learn who Ari Gross was, MJ. That's a ah, unfortunate yes. discovery. <laughs> Which bums me out because I had pretty positive thoughts about him until we started watching his films in 1993. Oh, yeah, because this one, this one, and the other one he made. Oh my god! I don't even yeah. remember the, the name of the other one that we. T- <laughs> Honestly, it's flipped my mind, and I fucking I fucking wrote this list. I I can't even remember what the fucking that movie was fucking called. It was so oh, terrible. Christ. <laughs> so let's just uh, reflect. But is it shocking to you to think that Leprechaun is among the best movies we saw in 1993? <laughs> Well, it had Jennifer Aniston. So I mean, come on, yeah. Comparatively, yeah. I would rather watch Leprechaun than Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I would rather watch Leprechaun than Body of Evidence. <laughs> it's so big. Um, I, I I think that between the Leprechaun and then Children of the Corn, which one was it? <laughs> Two, three. Um. Because um, that that was the that was the funniest fucking movie in the world. That movie was so wild. Oh my god! That is at the top. Of, that's also a top ten movie of, of nineteen ninety three. I still have thoughts about that old lady going underneath the house and the house just falling down. Like I think about that in the shower at random points. And I'm like that's, that's in the shower. She well, I mean, not that I you know imagine pleasuring myself to an old woman. <laughs> That is underneath the house. <laughs> Having said that, that story would be better than Children of the Corn <laughs> 2 or 5. Or whatever the one was. My God. Two. It's so terrible, but it's so funny, though. It is, it is so, so funny. So, 
it is bad in the best possible way. This is, I, I know, it, I know it's unfashionable to say so bad it's good anymore. But this one, I mean, Children of the Corn Two is so bad it's good. It truly <laughs> is. It's it's one of those movies that I I I will never forget, but wish I could. <laughs> well, we were just repeatedly in awe of how ridiculous that movie was. Yes, yes. <laughs> we could not believe just the, the choices that were continuously made throughout making that movie. It's utterly baffling. It, you know what, what? I think the funniest part for me was... Oh, oh I, I'm sorry. I forgot you were here. Um, uh, okay. Come here. Oh, uh, we've got a dog interruption. Um, <clears throat> was all the, the the dead eyes of the children? It felt like it really was the night for me. Ah, yes. White white children just lining up to get on a bus, and it's like yeah, that, that seems about right. That's about right. Uh, so, so yeah, Leprechaun was was great though. Leprechaun right? was was I, yeah. I mean, again, Jennifer Aniston. That's all you needed. The other the movie we watched immediately after that was Body of Evidence. And this introduced something to us, the concept of moisture. <laughs> <laughs> and and our patron saint, Jurgen Prochnow. Yes. yes. The biggest yes. star of 1993. The biggest star of 1993. The most important actor of 93. Yep, see, even Chewy agrees. Don't Google that. <laughs> He's he's our mascot. You don't have to worry about it. It's fine. The fact that I have procured a, a signed photo of Jurgen Brook now, and it's framed in my kitchen right next to my uh, "This girl runs on cupcakes and Jesus." I think that it's her newest a Christmas great... present. <laughs> Thank <Very> you, nice. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got, but but moisture. I mean, because of body of evidence, we were able to comparatively go over each film and go, okay, how much moisture do we have? And it's like it was on the bingo card every single <laughs> time. That movie is oily. It's not even it, moist. It's oily. It's it's like when water settles on top of oil. It's it's, it's that upsetting mixture that you just want to shake up, but you can't get anything from. Oh, oh! I I need a shower just talking about that movie. Honestly, I yeah. And Fuzzy had to see way too much of Madonna, which I I don't oh. think he deserved. And you saw way too much of Willem Dafoe. Was what oh. <laughs> There was well, too I much of a lot of people in there. It was like, <laughs> do, did we need this? Did we need this? <laughs> I will say in the 90s, I, we definitely needed as much Madonna as we could get because she was awesome. But this was a big misstep on her part. A huge misstep. But you watch it and you're just kind of shocked at how terrible it is. <laughs> on top of on top of being like gross, it's also just bad. It's almost I mean, the concept... Of a woman being able to fuck a man to death, and they could try it in court. <laughs> the role should have gone to Sharon Stone. Come on, <laughs> it's just, this this is a, I I keep having to t tell myself that I should assure MJ that this really did happen. Like this is something <laughs> that really <laughs> these movies actually do exist. I, I, I we showed it to you, and I bet you're still kind of wondering: Did that they they really watch that? <laughs> We're gaslighting MJ the entire time. Like, None of these actually happened. We filmed all of these when we were kids. All of these movies are AI generated. I didn't. Uh... <laughs> we just dumped Madonna, Willem Dafoe, and moisture into an AI generator, and 
Oh, and that I want that. And it was you. a curse to the entire internet. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Fuzzy's going to work like, yeah, guys, I had to do it again this weekend. <laughs> Holding your hands, your head in your hands. Just like, I, I, I don't know how much more I can do. I don't know what I can handle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we touched upon uh, Hexed and Children of the Corn, the final sacrifice. Oh. Um. The, the one of the we're, we're returning now to uh, to the month of February, and we watched again one of the best movies of the year. No joke, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon. Fuck yes, yes. <laughs> this movie was so funny. How did the, how, where did why do people sleep on this movie? I I don't think it's I I didn't know no just no they can't. It's no. so funny. The just the little touches, the little just there's a little joke in every scene, and they're and they're bangers. They're all oh. funny. Well, again, I felt bad for MJ because you know that one particular point that I think. Well, we all lost our shit, but again, with magazines that had all those little inserts and <laughs> inserts piling up, I just that was such a brilliant, brilliant moment for nineteen. That was. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and that speaks to the power of this movie, though, is that it's a lot of reference humor, but you don't need to know all the references to find this funny. Right. Yeah. And just and like, oh, yeah. go ahead, Russ. Oh, no, I don't think I, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> <In it. laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, just like every other parody film that we watched this year. Yeah. Um, it's the we watched four happens. of them. We did, and, but it's the stuff that happens in the background. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, the background gags are just <laughs> phenomenal through the, the 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 detail. Like, I'm I'm sorry. That's why these movies are so underrated. Is that these are filmmakers who are taking the time to build jokes into these movies that you may not even notice on a first watch. <laughs> <laughs> that level of detail is amazing to me. I agree, but at the same time, our I think we're so attuned now. Especially after Loaded Weapon, it's like, okay, we're, we're going to keep catching these dumb little things. But I think even Fuzzy, for you, I think in, in certain things before, especially because you were exposed to comedy at such a young age, that you did tend to notice those little background things as much as Sean and I could. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was, yeah, I, I loved those. Those background things were one of my favorite parts of it. It was just it was so funny. Well, Sean, can I tell you, like, Fuzzy and I were, we always rewatch Bob's Burgers here and there. And there was one episode that we went back to and it was just on and we were just kind of chit-chatting. And then we realized that <laughs> that uh, Tina and Jean were sitting on top of the cafeteria table at one point. We're like, <laughs> what? And, like, we, and then we realized in the background, other kids were sitting on top of the cafeteria tables. <laughs> and we're like, holy shit, this is brilliant. And we're like, what did we miss? We had to rewind it to realize why they were sitting on there. But it was so fucking funny. But see, that's our brains are tuned to that now. That's I think, we're always I, looking for that background. I wonder genuinely if movies like *Lethal uh, Loaded Weapon* and and uh, uh, the other ones that we watched that we'll get to. Uh, I wonder if these are actually more influential than we realize. Agreed. When you look at that, I mean, look at the way that *Family Guy* does references. It's not yeah. unlike what they're doing in *Loaded Weapon*, which actually might be one of the reasons why. Again, like we paid attention to these things growing up. But it, there, that's why Family Guy was so funny was because we we realized just how um, uh, random 
these moments were, how, how, how crazy random they were. And that's why all three of us love randomness because of, of stuff like that. Oh, and, and loaded weapon and these other three movies, they predate that. And when, yes. I'm like, I'm saying, I'm, I think these movies are more influential than we really even realize. Well, and I think that's what it did to Seth MacFarlane. I think that's why he is so famous is because he has a generation of us that, that realize that, that have that kind of sense of humor that glob onto that. Now, uh, MJ, you want to t- tell us your, your reaction to a movie where uh, Christian Slater <laughs> believes that he has a baboon heart? Oh, the lovely... <laughs> it's... It's called Untamed Heart. And it, and it was... It was untamed. <laughs> Stalker of the love story. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, look. hey, the love story. <laughs> you guys, since you brought that up, hmm. let's get out the notes that you guys had me write during some of these. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> oh, the notes. Yes, some of our favorite quotes. <laughs> oh, there were so many quotes. An untamed heart truly just had an abundance of, uh, of notable things. Because he believes that he has a baboon heart. He's an adult (laughs) human being who has convinced himself that he has a baboon heart. (laughs) All right, you guys. This was the one that I think we took the most notes on. (laughs) It's possible. possible. Uh, The top one, which is bold font, it says, you are like wet sand in my underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Um. He looks like a tuna over there. Is one of them. <laughs> my favorite. I think this was this was our, our our collectively our favorite. It says, "If it weren't for my sugar jars, I wouldn't know how much money I had." <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> or was he? This was yours. What's your dog's name? I don't know. He never told me. <laughs> <laughs> he don't make sense. What that line in a monotone where it's not meant to be a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was a, uh, oh, yeah, it was the uh, Magic Records and a Baboon Heart, uh, Shooting Stars and Bad ADR, where another note, and then I got squirrels in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was this movie? I don't know, but. <laughs> It's like I'm going. I'm looking at just the titles of some of these notes I took, and I cannot wait to get to some of these because holy <laughs> fuck, I don't know. I don't remember any of these. <laughs> we had we had a brief run of good movies. Uh, Army of Darkness was good. We little, I think we all liked Army of Darkness. Yes, absolutely. Oh yes. Uh, you weren't there for this one, MJ, but we did uh, the Crying Game. Uh, Jeff joined us for that one, and that's an incredible film. Yeah, and and you need to see that, MJ, for sure. <laughs> Highly, it's, highly recommend seeing that because it's such so a good. yeah, such a good movie. Uh, but but the ones that really stand out are just the terrible ones, like Swing Kids. Oh, oh, Swing Kids! <laughs> hey, kids, let's dance the Nazis away. <laughs> just swing music. <laughs> I'm looking for that one for notes. I mean. You look at this, yes. you got Robert Sean Leonard and Christian Bale and Frank Whaley, Barbara Hershey. Like, it's an amazing cast. This should be 
an amazing movie, but it's really just that. It's just, let's dance the Nazis away. <laughs> <laughs> It was and MJ. It was so boring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just so incredibly dull. This movie. You're kind of going. When are the Nazis going to fucking show up and shut down this fucking boring dance movie? Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, are you? <laughs> Because, I mean, honestly, just, just uh, you know, as much as I fuck the Nazis, you know, no, not yeah. as much as I fuck the Nazis, as much as I fucking hate <laughs> the Nazis, yeah. which I do, um, it would have been better, it would have been more lively to have the Nazis do a dance in the middle of this movie. Well, uh, Noah Wiley shows up in this movie, right? And he is yeah. playing a member of the of the Hitler Youth, and it, and they're telling his backstory, but they're only telling us his backstory. Yeah, like, we're not getting he's, shown. He's like having this really dramatic story about going from being a swing kid to being a, and I guess that's going to be Christian Christian Bale's story as well. But uh, <laughs> why don't you show us these things instead of just telling us that they happened? <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of well, swing kids. Is a lot of people just telling us things happened. Well, yeah. You know what? My favorite thing about swing kids, and there was one favorite thing, and that was that was the records. Like I liked, I liked. Um, seeing a record player, mm -hmm. I enjoyed seeing records. That was as much as I enjoyed about this film. <laughs> and credit to Frank Whaley playing the only good character in the movie. Oh, thank you. Yes. Fucking Frank Whaley. God, I love him. You've got this wishy-washy Robert Sean Leonard character who's just incredibly milquetoast. He's just supremely boring. Meanwhile, Frank Whaley is getting in the face of fucking Nazis and telling them to go fuck themselves and 100%. breaking off his friendship with Christian Bale by punching him in the face. Like, because he's going to be a Hitler youth and, you know, Frank Whaley's Jewish. Like, that's the character we should be following. He's the most interesting character in the movie. 100%. Absolutely. I just, I just remember I looked over at Fuzzy and I think I saw uh, your eyes kind of uh, glass over. Like, when, when, when does this end? And and I'm hungry and I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, it it just kind of happens with that film. <laughs> Very natural. Very natural. How about uh, your memories of Fire in the Sky, Amy? Uh, 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 Tim McGraw. <laughs> Tim McGraw? Because, um, because, uh, what's his name? Patrick, uh, whatever, what, what was his name? No, Robert Patrick? Robert Patrick, yeah. Yeah, he looked like Tim McGraw. <laughs> <laughs> and D.B. Sweeney looked like Paul Rudd from Diggers. That's, that's why I remember the most <laughs> about that movie. And, and had you not said it, I, I, like, I had to, like, think. But then I just remember Tim McGraw the minute the minute that you said it. So he's kind of hot. A supremely dim-witted movie, though. Like that wants to pretend the idea that yeah, oh no, aliens are real. Maybe they're not. But yeah, aliens are real. But maybe they're not. <laughs> aliens are real. <laughs> but they might not be as well. Yeah. And their vision of aliens is basically what the the hand cavern from Labyrinth. <laughs> I don't hate that reference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever seen Labyrinth? That would be very disturbing for you, I imagine. 
Uh, no, I have not. I, I think that's required viewing, though. Sorry. Um, that's that's a David Bowie film. That's required. Uh, we need a, that. That's a David Bowie's codpiece film is what that is. But Fuck <laughs> yeah, it is. Leave you to discover that one, MJ. Good luck. <laughs> hey. MJ, <laughs> if, if we are going to watch that one. If you've got feelings about Shruti Gatwa, just wait till you see David Bowie. <laughs> You're gonna be. Oh wait, no, that's not gonna work. Um, you are uh, going to. It, it, it's it's hot. I'm yeah. sorry, it's hot. <laughs> and music is fucking awesome in that movie. It just is. It just is. All right, I, I liked this movie. You two hated it. I thought you held it to an incredibly unbearable standard. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Oh, fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting on my couch in my room, and I'm like, I hate this job. I hate this job. It's a harmless little kid film. It's the dumbest fucking movie ever. I'd rather watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 than Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, okay, I'll grant it. Yeah. There, I'll take that. I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the W on that one and move on. Uh, take the L on that one. You're taking the L. <laughs> I finally remembered the name of that other Ari Gross movie. Which one? The Opposite Sex and How to Live with Them. Courtney oh, oh, Cox, right. what the fuck were you doing in that movie? Oh, so sad to see Courtney Cox be in this movie where oh. she gets picked up by a guy who's trying to look up her skirt in a bar. Yeah. Uh, did we do the research? Did that actually did that actually exist? Like, weren't they in Boston? Like, was that a thing? I think that was a thing. I think that... they were like the bars thought it was cute. Thought it would be cute to have like a a periscope that went up to the street if they were built into the ground and they had a busy street next to them. Like that, I think they did that in New York and Boston and other big cities. Uh, just because it's it's cute and funny, and it's not cute or funny. It's fucking. It's just. It's fucking violating people's privacy. Let's let's be clear though. It, it's cute and funny to a white man in his thirties back then. Yeah, that's yeah. cute and funny. It it puts a woman in her place because you know she's wearing a skirt and I get to look up of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you chose to wear a skirt, ladies. You wouldn't let me wear pants. <laughs> Hundreds of years, women were told by law they couldn't wear pants. Oh, that's a that's thing that happened. The, that's that's why we needed Laura Petrie from the Dick Van Dyke Show because <laughs> thank God she wore those fucking pants. The one episode, give us yeah. give us pants, uh, and and in the UK, give us trousers. If I may. <laughs> MJ, that's no joke. There was a time when women were legally. Uh, barred from wearing pants, you I, had you had to wear a dress. I feel like I remember hearing about that, and it's so incredibly ridiculous. I <laughs> MJ took history. MJ is aware <laughs> of the time. That's the, but they didn't teach us that in our history classes. Like they never mentioned that. Uh, you know, they never mentioned that in history classes in the nineties. I had well, to learn that as a grown up. It's because we were white. <laughs> Our parents wrote that law. <laughs> didn't write that law. <laughs> We're not that fucking old. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Our parents said if you don't wear a, a, a bustier, if you don't wear the bullet bra, like maybe the bullet bra, but like, I mean, come on. You're corset. legally bound to wear a slip. 
Oh my god. Oh. You know what? That's funny because because I went on to a, a there was something that I read one day and somebody said it's like you know if it, it was boomer memes and they were like remember when people would wear a slip because now nothing is left to the imagination. It's like, oh, no, God. they were fucking uncomfortable and they rode up every time you sat down, <laughs> especially if you were an overweight teen like myself who just wanted to wear the slip and not the fucking dress over it. <laughs> I'll put on a Cossack if that's what you want. Jesus fucking. But the uh, the women the 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 women of uh, of the opposite sex that live with them wore dresses so men could look up them, and that's the important part of that. <laughs> <laughs> you really you really touched on 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 the most important element. There's of a that. scene in that fucking movie where Courtney Cox uh, goes off to play a game with with Ari Gross's friends, and we stay with him while he's reading a book. And off screen, they strip her nude. And send yeah. her back to him, and it's Ooh. just treated like this is just this big fucking joke. <laughs> she didn't want that. She didn't. She didn't sign up to do that. They did that to her. Well, I mean, we want to make the guys laugh, don't we? <laughs> Isn't that what's that, wrong with that? It's no good fun. <laughs> remember, remember when when women were funny. Well, I can't wouldn't take a joke closer. anymore, like when I ripped their clothes off in public. Oh, oh wow. Such a great, great joke. That's when men were men. You know? <laughs> now, now white men are afraid to leave their house because women. <laughs> They're going to be arrested by the woke police. You don't understand. <laughs> As a proud member of the woke police, I'm thrilled. You will be arrested. You will be arrested. (laughs) And I'm taking your guns. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, they said we'd come for our guns. (laughs) We're just out here trying to have a penis, and and they're just trying to take our guns. Continuing an, an awful trend of men being terrible, how about the crush? (laughs) <laughs> oh no fuzzy do you remember this one uh oh that was teacher right no carrie uh, carrie always was a reporter he moved into an apartment and Close uh, alicia silverstone was the daughter of the people who owned the home oh that's what it was and, and white course, girl goes psycho she she's yeah. evil because she's she's sexy she's a sexy teenager so she's evil um yeah. And and tricks this this man who's just so vulnerable and normal into lusting after her. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that one. Because <laughs> that's a thing that totally happens in real life. Oh I would, yeah, I, I went back and listened to that one, and just just the uncomfortableness in all of our voices as we were talking about that film. <laughs> Because the backstory is so creepy. I mean, it's written and directed by a guy named Alan Shapiro, who <laughs> who claims that this was based on a true story. And it's like, you are telling us exactly who you are, Alan. Like, this did not happen to you. <laughs> this is this is his sure Jan moment. Sure Jan. Sure, Alan. This happened to you. You tried to fuck a teenager and it didn't work out for you. That's what happened, Alan. <laughs> Well, the fact that they made the movie using the, the the supposed real girl's name, oh yeah, and then had to change it in the film with 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 ADR, right? Did, yes, they that, did. That yeah, they did do that because she was going to sue them. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Yeah. That's valid. That's valid. Totally is. I'd see your ass too, Alan Shapiro, you dumb fuck. That's another, like, the when you look back on the weird trends of 1993s, just this creeptastic level of misogyny. Oh, I can't wait till we get to 94 because I'm already looking through the list. And oh my God, it gets better. <laughs> and I mean, it keeps going because we, we did Indecent Proposal next. Oh, God. Robert Redford, Demi Moore, Woody Harrelson. What a dour, awful piece of shit. And and just blatantly misogynist. Like, just an ugly exploration of male ego. And, and just, I mean, Robert Redford is supposed to be this dignified star, you know, that we all... He comes off like a total ass. He's a this, sleaze. He, he's a sleazy child who has I to... I can buy your wife, right? I can buy her, <laughs> right? Dude, uh, bro code. And I know there are people who are going, well, that's what the character is supposed to be. No, it's not. That's not how they're playing it. That's not how Adrian Lyon's playing it. He's playing it like this is a suave, romantic hero that he's invented for the world to, to take in and, and want to be like. That's how he's playing it. But what, what it really is, he's a creepy psychopath who wants to spend his money to buy another man's wife. <laughs> I mean, yeah. for a million dollars, I'd do it. <laughs> but no one will marry me first. To get that done. A hundred bucks yeah. a can of salmon you might catch you. <laughs> hey, can we can we talk about that weird uh vest purse jacket thing that Jimmy Moore wore in that fucking movie? Oh. In every fucking scene. <laughs> what was that? We still don't know. No. It's like she draped like one of those baby Bjorn things around her and like just like threw shit all over. I, I, I could not I couldn't get my head past why that was a wardrobe choice and why it was in every scene. Every mm. scene. Yeah. That horrible vest. <laughs> Stop it. But MJ, does it blow your mind to think that this is the movie that dominated pop culture in 1993? Like, this is the movie that everyone was talking to their friends about. It's very weird. I... Buzzy, uh, <laughs> do you have a, a movie, like, more recently that you've seen that you could almost compare that to as far as like popularity? Like just popularity? Or 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 like that that wasn't good but yet everybody seemed to love it and and, and they you don't know why. <laughs> um no I I don't know. I most of the movies that people have found good I've also found good uh, actually but. Well, I mean, the, the, I mean, let's be honest. You are in a generation that got to have Barbie. Yeah. You yeah. know, so you compare something like Barbie to Indecent Proposal. <laughs> no joke. Like, like even and even in terms of box office, in, in a way, uh, Jurassic Park and Indecent Proposal were the uh, were the Barbenheimer of 1993. Like, those Jeez. are the movies that everyone was talking about. And funny, you've seen them. <laughs> I'd apologize, but I'm tired of apologizing to you this year. Because <laughs> yeah, there's so many, so many apologies left, like Boiling Point. <laughs> oh, fuck that movie so hard. Oh, boiling Point. Burn it with wow. fire. God damn it. What do we got here is a movie where that it's really a movie about remember. Dennis Hopper. 
being a criminal and and coming back to his life and then oh yeah we need a movie star to make this why don't we just take what we already have and graft Wesley Snipes into it very very awkwardly and call it boiling point <laughs> sounds like a great concept right there. <laughs> you know my my memory of this movie is us the following week going what did we watch last week <laughs> The it's, movie was so fucking forgettable. Literally, I remember the first five minutes of it when they're running into the house and then it all goes blank. <laughs> that's Puzzy, that's your, your fight or flight just going into action right there. <laughs> terrible. What a terrible movie. So bad. It's like that's, that's like a fever dream. It's like, did that really happen? Yeah, I think it did, but I don't remember it. The thing is, like, it, it you can almost see the seams of it, like the way, just the awkward way in which they've like put Wesley Snipes into the same places where Dennis Hopper was, but you know that they've never spoken, <laughs> they've never met, they've never been in the same place at the same time, and they're so somehow convenient. in the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's no even like sectioning the film to make it a TV series because it, it's just it's so like what am I watching? <laughs> you, you, it, it's like in the '90s when you were a teen, not you, fuzzy, but you would, you would flip through the stations and like that was the movie. That was that was boiling point. Like it's like it's it's like every single thing. It's a commercial. Yeah, it's, no. it's, it's 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 a horror film. It's this. It's that. It's it was too many things at once, and it was awful. <laughs> I'm a, I'm on a bright on a brighter note, Benny and June. We watched uh, this year. That was a yeah. good movie. That was a good one, despite having the criminal Johnny Depp in it. You know. Oh God! Would you just <laughs> fuck Johnny, Johnny Depp? Depp. He, fuck he Johnny was, Depp. He was fine in this movie. Yeah. And I, I, I love this movie only because, especially now, we're coming to terms with the fact that so many people, more, more than we ever thought, have some sort of uh, issue, wh whether it be ADHD, whether it be autism. Like, we're, people are finding things out about themselves now that back then they were going to have Mary Stuart Masterson's character just sectioned. Yeah, but she wasn't crazy, and, no, and she, had, she, had, a, she had what what we're now referring to as the spectrum disorder. Absolutely, and I I thought that they did a, a, a I love the soundtrack. I thought they did a really great job uh, showing us the you know regardless of Mary Stewart Masterson wanting to just set a paper towel on fire. I think that we all have an urge to do shit like that. It's just that you know she just acts out on it. She's just like, okay, yeah. well, this is what I feel right now. Invasive thoughts. She acts on her invasive thoughts. Absolutely. <laughs> and I dug it. I, I, think, I, I Yeah, the I movie was incredibly it. sensitive towards that and, mm -hmm. and was very careful with the romance between her and Johnny Depp. And it, it's impressive that, that, that someone could make a movie like that in 1993 considering <laughs> everything else we saw. Hey, can, can, can I just do a shout out to Aiden Quinn because I fucking love him. And as as the brother in this movie, I I really, I really enjoyed his performance. Yeah, and that you know I think it, it, again, and Mary Stuart Masterson is fantastic. Johnny Depp. This was pre oddity, <laughs> pre creep. I so guess. what happened as far with as we Johnny know. Depp? I did not know anything. I guess. Oh, 
Fuzzy, just go back and watch the Amber Heard Johnny Depp stuff. And <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't give a fuck about Amber Heard either. But the whole thing was just a nightmare, and it was just stupid. And they're both stupid, and they both just need to fuck off. So I got. I want to shout out Lindsay Ellis. She's got a new documentary on Nebula that that is about John Lennon and the, and especially about Yoko Ono, but it also refers to the Johnny Depp case. And she makes a strong point about the things that you have to believe about Amber Heard to believe Johnny Depp's story are so outlandish that you're kind of going, gee, maybe I, maybe we're wrong here. I I tend to believe that it just just in in watching all of that, and again, knowing John and Yoko, so that I'm, I'm curious to see the, the, the parallels there. It's I fantastic, know. and if you don't have Nebula, I highly recommend getting Nebula. But uh, I'm on that. But at the same time, I think that we just dealt with two very volatile people that just should not have come together whatsoever. Yeah, Johnny Depp just needs to stop drinking and, you know, <laughs> just take a break, man. Take well, a that break. can be said about a lot of us, Sean. Uh, so I, I, I think, what is the next film? Uh, does anybody remember what Three of Hearts is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> MJ, any memory of Three of Hearts at all? Um, yes, <laughs> I think. <laughs> The lesbian movie. Yes, it's, yes. It's a movie where two two people who are lesbians uh, tend to fall in love with William Baldwin. It was the 1990s version of what they thought lesbians were, like one <laughs> lipstick and one butch. Yeah, because that's the leather jacket on and the and the bandana. That's that, <laughs> you're a lesbian. Congratulations. Well, but like, <laughs> you're a lesbian uniform. The idea yeah, that your, got your welcome packet. <laughs> <laughs> And the idea that that even made Kelly Lynch butch. I mean, we're all friends with butch lesbians, all of us. And none of them are Kelly Lynch. Not one of them. <laughs> so, I, and, and actually, probably one of my butchest friends would say, fuck that movie. Because, <laughs> that, you know, oh, you put on a leather jacket? Oh, that's some butch shit right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate, yeah, that, that fucking movie. Yeah, so what? So, and again, we, we've seen this trope before where it's kind of like, oh, who's falling for who now? No, they're gay. They're gay. They don't want you. No. They want their girlfriend back. But then, like, the girlfriend, who I think, did she identify as bisexual in the movie or what? I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly what. I think I think maybe she did, Sherilyn Fenn. I'm not, I'm not sure. It, but it do, didn't speak to reality. Do you have your notes for that one? Because there were the sister sure from Connecticut, especially. Oh, <laughs> we're oh. talking about Charlotte's was... sister from Connecticut. Here, yeah, that actually is uh, is the very very first. I just saw it. Hang on. Oh crap! I just <laughs> saw it, and I was so thrilled. Oh, here it is. Yeah, no, that was the only note. I'm no. not just some bitch from Connecticut. That was the only note. <laughs> And that is the lasting legacy of Three of Hearts. <laughs> At least we know. At least we know she's not. <laughs> she's not I, just I, some like, bitch from Connecticut. I mean, not that's just some. Not just some bitch from Connecticut. <laughs> Hashtag not just some bitch from Connecticut. No, what, what I'm what I'm getting curious about is like we're getting close to May here, and the yeah. only note that I have for one film is plastic yeast infection, and I don't know what that's from. <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> Which one was that? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think it was Carnosaur, was it? It wasn't Carnosaur. Was that Carnosaur? I was. No. I don't think I was there for Carnosaur, but I was there you for were the not. yeast infection. Sliver. Okay. Sliver. Sli- sliver? 
Remember Sliver? That, okay. Are we are we there yet? <laughs> yes, we are at Sliver right now. Well, fantastic because I think that yeah, that would be in uh, May twenty first when we watch that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, God bless notes, man. This is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sliver that fucking movie. <laughs> I might you need remember? a refresher on that one. So, so Sharon Stone is an author who who gets the she moves into an apartment of a woman who had just been murdered and she becomes obsessed with that and she falls in love with hey it's Billy Baldwin again uh, <laughs> uh, who ha- who owns the building and has all these cameras in every oh. room and spies on everybody yes the cam <laughs> and he and he's not the villain. <laughs> Pretend that he was because he was. <laughs> Technically, Tom Berenger killed that woman. Okay, but regardless, I, you know, Tom Berenger again. Hey, uh, top five moisturized men. Oh, he's so sweaty. Tom Berenger, so sweaty, so sweaty in that movie. What does like he do? Is he just? He's like he's like Hard Rock Nick. Like Hard Rock Nick. Tom Berenger is Hard Rock Nick. <laughs> is he still alive? Can we do that movie? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're about the right age, I would think. I'm older than you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that movie. That movie. It was so stylized. It was so very nineties, and. Mm. and she was the cleanest white woman I think you'd ever see in a film. Like she just, everything about her was so perfect. Everything. Yeah. It just, what? just every outfit, every beige camo kind of thing that she had going on. Um, they sold that movie and like all, all of the sexiness of it, but like, it's, it's so, so not that really. I mean, they're, it was they're... supposed to be like her, her next basic instinct kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. That's what they were selling it as. And it, it's really, right. it's, I mean, yes, you do watch her masturbate in the shower and you do watch her have sex with Billy Baldwin a couple of times, but it's not nearly the graphic nature of, like, Basic Instinct. Where no. you're, like, looking up her skirt to see her or, vagina. Or Fatal Instinct, for that matter, when they're jumping on the bed. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get there. there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Gotta remember, does anybody remember Life, of, Life with Mikey? Yes. I mean, it's least, at the very oh, least, yeah. one of the, one of the, it's more forgettable than terrible. It's Michael J. Fox, though, and th- I think that was the whole thing. It was just, I, I just, I could watch him in anything, especially back then, and it, it, he, he could sell a film to me, you know, just like it, it, after punching me in the face. I'd be like, yep, I'll do that. I, You're Michael J. Fox. I fucking love you. He's a sweetheart. It's a shame the movie isn't very good, but it's it's not his fault, I don't think. Do you guys remember with that movie, and hopefully MJ does, do you remember how, um, how like, semi-trucked we got, like, right at the end, like, totally T-boned, because, like, they just, like, kind of ushered in this weird ending, and we're like, oh, the movie's over. <laughs> oh, you remember yes. that? Yes. Oh yeah, that was wild. Like, it, just a really weird edit. It was, yeah, it was just, like, it, 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 it was, like, tacked on. Like, it, it didn't belong in the film, there's a, there's a Paul Rudd movie called I Could Never Be Your Woman with Michelle Pfeiffer. God. And they do the same fucking thing at the end of that movie. And not only that, but the but the color of the film was grainy and different. Like they just like they just taped it to the end of it. 
They have an excuse, though. They ran out of money on that movie. (laughs) No shit. I mean, my God, it was it it just didn't work. But regardless, that's how this this ending for for Life with Mikey was. It it just we all just kind of like, oh, it's it's over. And we all kind of looked at each other like, oh, they just ran out of like they didn't have like, how do we end this? I don't know. Let's just end. All right, we're done. Let's have a birthday party for that one girl that we all were all rooting for. <laughs> that one act, little actress, that one little yeah, girl. Like, who's, hey, being, we, who's being constantly sexually harassed by David Crumholtz. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. She's like nine, too. It's like, what the fuck? Oh. Let's throw in a romantic subplot for our nine-year-old lead. <laughs> hey, kids can love at any age. <laughs> Oh God! Is that the is that is that the Nambla Charter? And that is the Nambla Charter. That is the Iowa Nambla Charter. <laughs> Tell it's MJ what Nambla is. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't do it, don't do it. Because I, I, I would, you know, I can do that. Do you have you ever heard that reference, MJ? I don't Nambla. think so. Oh. It's so gross. It's <laughs> well, was this a real thing, Amy? Yes. It was a real thing. It was a real thing. It's a thing that actually happened. If you don't believe me, I I don't understand because you have the internet right in fucking front of you as well. Because <laughs> I honestly, I thought it was a meme before it was a meme. Honestly, I thought it's, maybe it was a, like an SNL joke that kind of got out of control. No, and it a it, thing. you know who covered it was Mr. Show, North American Man Boy Love Association. <laughs> what? what? MJ, are you all right? Are you okay? You need a hug because you have to go ask somebody in your house because we don't we're not here with you. But I, I've only got a cat here. <laughs> don't hug that cat. That cat's a bastard. That's a real thing, MJ. The North so, American Man Boy Love Association. It works to abolish age of consent laws criminalizing adult sexual involvement with minors and campaigns for the release of men who have been jailed for sexual contacts. With Is that still around? Men. Uh, well, Jesus, they still have a, no, they just have a wiki page. Hmm. Everybody, I have a new wiki page. I mean, come on. Everybody oh, Jesus, that is, I mean, I'm, that's so gross. It's so <laughs> wrong. <laughs> the, the, the fact that they actually put together a group, and I still think of that Mr. Show, that, that's one of the best sketches ever, and I need to show that to Fuzzy. Because they really, they, they really thought that they had something to run with. They really actually, it, this was founded in 78. <laughs> They're like, we're on the right side of history here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're doing this right. And you know what? We just need to listen to kids. And kids love the men. Oh, that are three God. Years older than them. Oh. 1975. 1975. What the or, fuck? No, sorry, 78. It was 45 years ago that, that Nambla was founded. So I grew up as their target audience. Oh, you God. Sure did. Oh. Yeah. And you just ref- you refused to have a good relationship with an older man. Oh, I would never. I would never. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is that in you, history, I wouldn't have a choice, though. They would just... Because <laughs> they really... You're a child. You're going to do this. We shouldn't... Why am I... God. Giggling? We're gig- I, I'm giggling at this, but Nambla, fuck you. But still, it's... Monsters. <laughs> Fucking monsters. What's you're, wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's Let's... Get our minds away from that as far let's, away from that as we can. Last, yeah. last action hero. You guys didn't mind that one, right? I don't think Fuzzy liked it. Last action hero. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Oh, 
It's like the kid gets a movie ticket and goes inside the movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're on a show that watches these movies. <laughs> I... I liked the concept of the movie. I'm yes. not a big fan of action movies to begin with, but I liked the concept of going into a movie and, uh, you know, living in it. <laughs> because Yeah, Fuzzy, remember we talked about, like, if we could go into Umbrella Academy. Yes. That 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 was, like, a, a thought. But, like, I, I thought I was going to hate this movie, and I really, I didn't, I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. Yeah, yeah. But I was... Yeah, I was I was more pissed off that they didn't use Def Leppard's Two Steps Behind correctly. They used it in the last two seconds of the credits. Fuck you. <laughs> that's a that's a song that I remember from 1993. <laughs> I love Def Leppard. What a what a shame that they didn't more of that, you know? Hey, they're touring again with Journey, so get ready. Oh, get ready, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time, but do get ready. <laughs> I, I hated Last Action Hero. I hate. I, I wanted to go into it and find find that it was great. I was not. I was not impressed at all by it. So that that it really it was a letdown. It's one of the bigger letdowns for me because I really wanted it to be. I wanted to change my memory of it, and it, it did not. That did right. not happen. Uh, it's not one that, that would stick with you, and, and it, it hasn't stuck with any of us, I don't think. But I mean, most people also, don't remember it. Yeah, and MJ watched it three months ago and can't remember it. I mean, <laughs> I'm not really good at remembering a lot of things, though. <laughs> do you remember Sleepless in Seattle at all? I do. I do remember that one. That one was kind of lovely, right? Yeah, I. That one was like it was, it was cute and like. Fuzzy <laughs> always sounds possibly. like you're being tested for like a quiz. <laughs> I, I yeah. never, yeah. It's interesting. It's very everything is interesting. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you like the pairing of Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan? Um. They're rarely together in the movie, but I don't remember. It was the little boy that called in, that called into the radio show. Oh, that one, was. yeah, yeah. I he, yeah, I I can't remember. I can't picture the faces right now, but I I know the mm-hmm. I know the plot, and it was it was a very interesting little story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to hug you right now. Like what have we done to you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm it, it's really just a, a sensory overload. After that, we watched the firm, and that's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's it was fine. fine. It was good. It's hey, good. It, uh, my neighbor mowed his lawn today. <laughs> that was the firm. It's a, it's a dad movie. What are you gonna it's do? A dad, it's a dad movie. Uh, did we did we watch Son in Law? We did watch Son in Law. I remember oh, how much we all hated God. it. God, what a miserable experience Polly Shore is. I'm so sorry you have to have that in your head, MJ. Knowing you you'd gone all your life, yeah. not knowing anything about Polly Shore, and now we've put this in your head. Oh yeah, it was it was it was something. <laughs> He was oh, the one 
he was the weasel. People don't realize this, but MJ has one of those neuralizers from Men in Black after the movie <laughs> ends and the podcast is over. They just wave that shit right in front of their eyes and it's no more. I, you know what? <laughs> MJ, I think we're, we're going to have you write a summary about the film after we watch each one in 1994, <laughs> just so you might remember some of it. Just a I really should. I remember things a lot better when I write them. I, when I don't write things down, I don't remember anything about them. I do. I do remember that movie though, and it was oh wow the the farm and the it was a lot. You did see you remember yeah. the farm, so that you do remember this. But just circling back on the firm, mm-hmm. I did find my notes from that. Oh, please. And it says, uh, th- there's only two. It says, um, I've never fucked a travel agent. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was, <laughs> it's the best. Actually, that's that's a good tattoo. And then um, some things I never paint on an overpass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think, Amy, you should randomly just in- put them in quotations and put these on the Facebook page. <laughs> Yes, not in any correct order. No, not any, <laughs> n- nothing, nothing, nothing specific. Just those. <laughs> it just pops up on our Facebook page. I never fucked a travel agent. <laughs> you know, if I could insert them in conversations with people I work with, I think I'm going to do that from now on too. Um, All right. How about rookie of the year? Okay, I, I have notes for that. <laughs> it just came up. Here are the top four notes from Rookie of the Year. Funky butt loving. <laughs> oh. The line, the have to. <laughs> and then the weird pitcher's mound dubbing of Gary. Oh. <laughs> there's, al- there's also one that says the penis scene. Why? <laughs> I don't remember that one either. I don't remember I, that. That doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. I don't remember exactly what the context of that is. Was it? So, it had to be something Daniel Stewart did because we fucking hated him in that fucking oh. movie. He was such a uh, such a jackass. Do you remember when he locked himself in the in the in the cage in the yeah the equipment home? cage? Yeah. Oh, what? miserable. We we could have watched any other film. But we chose that one because of the fucking Cubs, because of you. <laughs> did I also choose Coneheads? Did I do that? Uh, yeah. But if we're honest with the with the listener, mm-hmm. we watched part of it and then we fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is fucking miserable. It's so not funny. It is not a funny movie at all. There's nothing funny about Coneheads. It's absolutely terrible no there's a there's there's been kind of a cultural reevaluation that's trying to tell us and gaslight us into saying that this is a good movie <laughs> and it's not i urge you don't watch resist it. resist these people who are trying to tell you that this is actually a good movie Coneheads is fucking miserable wait here's the hard part too is that you've got so many great people in a cast that mm-hmm. all just said i'll take the paycheck yeah, and that that, I mean, that was strictly it. And again, REM gave a song to that. But you know what? It's a free world, baby. By REM is in that. It's only in the subway scene when they're actually in the subway. <laughs> Having said that, it's a free world, baby. 
Michael, it was either Michael or Peter actually said it was a throwaway song. We were just going to pretty much just give it to anybody yeah. at that point. So they gave it to the right film because nobody gave it subway. Shit. Yeah. Eat fresh. Eat fresh. <laughs> that's, that's how they paid for the movie. The, the editing in that scene alone, though, <laughs> like where she, where, where, where Connie is eating the sandwich and it, mm-hmm. it, Oh my God. The, the effects that we didn't have in 1993 to make that even look remotely believable. The effort by Farley to try and make that funny oh, yeah. is funnier than anything in the actual movie. That's true. That is so true. What is it? He said, he said uh, I didn't see nobody put away a sandwich like that other than my mom. <laughs> God damn it. That would have been a great line in any other movie. Yeah, but it's so flat, and uh, he it, in the end they kind of flatten out Farley and don't give him anything to do, and that's yeah. really a shame. Yeah, well, it, that's that's basically yeah, that's a middle finger to Farley because he that's, he's so much more important than that. Let's briefly bounce back to the best of the year: Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yes, fucking Ooh. hilarious. Yes, that yes. was so funny, so funny. I oh. just the, the Mel Brooks is just he's just perfect. Uh, this movie is. One of the best things he's ever done. He doesn't get enough credit for this one. It's, everybody considers this lower tier Mel Brooks. I think it's exceptional. I think it's one of the best things he's ever did. I, Carrie Elwes is the perfect oh. Robin Hood. He is because <laughs> he, he has an English accent, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I can speak with English accent. It's, oh. I think it's top tier. Again, mm-hmm. I go back to what we said on the podcast, which it still is one of the greatest gags ever done. Is just that camera going into the window breaking the fucking window <laughs> just there were there were so many the, the opening credits alone <laughs> and then we have that great that great dance number with all of uh robin hood's oh uh, oh fuck the rockettes number just brilliant just <laughs> so great non-stop every funny. aspect of that yeah is so smart and so funny Carrie always is just having the best time, and even Dave, even the presence of Dave Chappelle can't ruin it. That's well, <laughs> and sadly, this is this is when we when we began to love him. So, like, yeah. yeah, it's heartbreaking in that way. But you know, you can you know, like I think that we've said this a million times. You know, you can love the art; you don't have to love the artist, and that's that's kind of where we stand with with that in that particular way. Having said that. It still was a great character. I still one of my favorite moments of this movie is that fucking castle. Just being fucking moved. And what's his name? He's on the fucking toilet. And he's blind. Blinking. He's blinking. 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 And he's got he's got his Playboy magazine that's in Braille. And it's upside down. <laughs> Braille Playboy magazine. You know a movie is good in 1983 when Fuzzy is actually watching the screen. Like that's, <laughs> that's how you know it's a good movie. Easily. That's there so great. So many funny things about that movie. I wish I, I, I I'm gonna have to watch it again because it was it was good and I don't remember I don't remember enough of it. I remember it, but I don't remember enough of it. 
What it, I remember, and actually that's in my notes too, is uh, when Blinken is up on, when, when they make him go up to the lookout tower, <laughs> you lost your shit. And I thought that was yeah. so funny because you were laughing so hard. That that was a moment. And then like, the, what is, did the leg of the lookout tower go out or did Blinken just fall over? He, he pushed the ladder over trying to get the ladder. But no, the best part of the scene is him. It's night, first of all. And he, first he's, of all, he's blind. He's blind. But it's also night. And he's the lookout. He's, also, he's doing the. He's the lookout. He's blind. He's also doing this thing where he's got his hand over his head like he's blocking the sun. <laughs> <laughs> the detail that man put into that performance, spectacular. So good. Uh, that's that's I think that's number two of the year. I think it's Dave and then Robin Hood Men in Tights for me. Easily. Easily. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Blinken. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking love Blinken. We're gonna <laughs> boat race uh through as many as we can here. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, so we're we yeah. all get back to our lives. But uh <sighs> we do have to say one of the glass breaking kind of uh memorable things to take away from nineteen ninety three, Mike Myers is the worst. Fuck my So I married an axe murderer. Such a piece of shit. That's not how I remembered it. But again, back then. You, you watched it. You remember. <laughs> yeah, but you remember back then I was all yeah. I had a crush on him for whatever fucking reason. But he was like uh, the likes of Bill Murray. He was the likes of, like I loved a good funny guy and I would just crush on them. And then going back and watching this movie and I'm like, oh, no, this is horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, I hated it so much. We liked the fugitive. Good film. Good film. Not really much to add to that, right? Other than the fact that they improvised most of it, which is, makes it just that much more exciting and yeah, and really just memorable that they fucking just did that. Yep, incredible. We threw in hot shots, so let's just swing back to hot shots part two because we were looking for something to watch in August, and we we're like, fuck it, let's go back to hot shots. We've had such a great year with these. Uh, parody movies and Hot Shots Part Two does not disappoint. It held up. It totally held up. This is another parody film uh, with Charlie Sheen and fucking Lloyd Bridges <laughs> as the president. Like, <laughs> fucking genius. There was, there, there's something about Lloyd Bridges that, that can. Well, again, we have Airplane. Oh my God, MJ, you have to see Airplane. Ooh. Okay. The next time you come, if you if you loved these, I, I'm going to show you Airplane and Airplane 2 because they are just <laughs> classics and you're going to lose your shit over them. You're going to love them so much. And Lloyd oh Bridges was, was in those. And, and, and again, just a solid parody film was this one and and uh, yes Lloyd Bridges as 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 the uh, as the president so <laughs> just every bit about how much of his body has been replaced by Titanium <laughs> and running gag is so great <laughs> oh god I, I want to go back and watch all the good movies we watched this year can we do that <laughs> and just erase it's certainly better than trying to remember what happened in Surf Ninjas yeah, okay, to, to again, full disclosure, we tried to watch this movie. <laughs> and then we said, you know what? I think that we all could just not. And so we 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 had to we had to put it down and stop because it was so mm. fucking bad. It was, it was so bad. fucking miserable. It yeah. was so racist and and it has Rob Schneider which makes it extra racist. Oh. Uh agreed. Yeah, no, fuck that movie. Also, fuck Calendar Girls. Uh, Calendar oh, Girl, that oh. fucking Marilyn Monroe stalker movie starring Jason Priestley. 
you want the notes from that one? Please. Oh, yes. Um, let's see. It says, uh, okay, so um, he didn't have a mother. I didn't have a father. And dude didn't have a leg. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Again, Amy put these quotes on the Facebook page just at random. Uh, you can't put you can't rub Ben Gay on a heartache. <laughs> um, her derriere that looked a, that should be in a post-it note somewhere. <laughs> her derriere looked like two puppies fighting under a silk sheet. Oh, what no. the fuck? No. What the fuck? Let's see if either one of you guys remember this reference. Canoe, canoe. Oh, oh no! God, they just went. On trying to like that is the fetch of that movie. It is like, the fetch of that movie. It's um getting a boner with someone else's name on it is another <laughs> line. And then my favorite is ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was all just like coded date rape references, like just <laughs> men talking about how women owe them sex. Like if we show if we show up at Marilyn Monroe's house, she's got to fuck us, right? That's right? the way that works. I mean, she's hot, so <laughs> she's attractive. She's well known. She's got to fuck us. That's the way this works. I don't understand. How does a society not understand that? I mean, we are three white men, three uh, white straight men. We're entitled to fuck Marilyn Monroe. I <laughs> and somebody made that a movie <laughs> with with just uh, no fucking story whatsoever. Uh, None. It was so uh, Jason Priestley. Did, did I cut you off, MJ? No, I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> I thought it might. MJ, thought you might have going, thank God, thank God. On, on calendar. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a good experience with True Romance. Uh, not not a great experience, but a good experience with True Romance. So that didn't go off as terribly as so many other movies did. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Gary Oldman, but that's it. Oh my God, Amy's thirsty for Gary. Still thirsty for Gary Oldman. Oh, that's. I don't think it's ever going to end. I don't know <laughs> whether it's serious black or this character in True Romance. Like MJ, you weren't there for for the Christmas episode that we did for. Was it Pelican? Was it Pelican Brief that we did? Yeah, yeah. Where I, where I actually talked about the. He was the most repugnant character of all time. But having said that, I I'd, I'd still line up. I'm still there. I'm there. Age of Innocence would be my favorite movie of the year. I, I love the Age of Innocence so much. That movie is just fucking wonderful, and I'll I'll watch that again and again. I think it's just an incredible film, and it's it's shocking it actually came out in 1993 because everything else is so terrible. I feel bad because I forgot we watched that one. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, MJ, did you like uh, did you like that one? Winona Ryder. Yeah, and yeah, directed by Martin Scorsese. I feel like yeah, I feel like I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we did agree. Like it, it, it was beautifully shot, mm -hmm. and the yeah. story. Yeah, it, 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 I I after we talked about it that day, MJ, you did like it. Um. What I'm feeling right now is like when I would be in line with my mom somewhere and she would say, oh, that looks like a good movie. Have I seen that? <laughs> That's the vibe you're giving. <laughs> You've got grandma vibes right now. Yes, absolutely. It just... 
that that is you. That Grandma is would be you. proud of you because she'd be like, "Yep," because <laughs> fuck those fuck Sean and Amy because like <laughs> I don't remember. But then great she, movie, but uh, Days yeah. and Confused also quite good. We we oh, liked that yeah. one. Yeah. I remember that one. Um, let's see. <laughs> Trying to find some of the other movies that we watched that are worth actually mentioning, like uh, Demolition Man. We spent a lot of time talking about Demolition Man with uh, Sylvester Stallone. We spent a lot of time on the three seashells. Oh my god, the three seashells! We all figured out what you use them for. <laughs> you, oh, you the claim. seashells! You, you claim to understand this. Um, they called a car convenient a conveyance, and uh, there was a line that said, "Her light was extinguished. I thought your life force had been terminated." <laughs> and then there was also a note about capacitance gel, which I I fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Bad movie. Remember when they had sex in that movie? And oh, and Sylvester Stallone was pissed because he couldn't put his dick in Sandra Bullock. That was it. <laughs> Yeah. That, that movie was horrible. God awful. What a miserable thing to sit there. <laughs> Having said that, can we, can, I, I do have to say this. I, I Maybe we said it actually on that podcast, but Wesley Snipes plays a very good menace. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's all over the place, but yeah. And he goes away for a long period of time too in that movie. Right. But that's it. The rest of the movie is bullshit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The rest of the movie is bullshit. Oh, kind of like Judgment Night was bullshit. Hey, fuck you. That soundtrack was awesome. <laughs> oh, Judgment Night. <laughs> we didn't no, have the no. internet. <laughs> you can't keep using that excuse. Yes, but I will. But I will. Such a miserable experience, MJ. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. It what. It, why? Why? Why is it so thing. dark all the time? Like, it's just <laughs> the darkest movie. It's just not in terms of being content. I'm talking about just being dark where you can't fucking see anything. <laughs> they had bad lighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most notable thing about it is you can't see what the fuck is happening in it. You know what? I have no notes on that one, oddly enough. Just the main thing we talked about is just they found the emptiest portion of Chicago they could find. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that the was that the one that had the weird building with all the different stores? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That that was the best part of the movie. The everything like, store. There's We're so going many to the everything stores. Store. There was wind chimes. There was <laughs> bicycles. There was the wind chimes were in the same place <laughs> as the bicycles. The fucking fruit stand. <laughs> They went through a grocery store that was also in this weird building. The tampons were next to the handguns in this store. There's so many mannequins, Wait. like just mannequins all over. <laughs> like a maze of mannequins. The best thing was was MJ during this. Like we we kept. It's like, is this another level? Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> there are mirrors. Next to it, it was like there were, just it was, there were like yeah the produce next to like the couches like no one knew what level we were on but the best 
the best bit was, and I think that's where we, all three of us laughed the most, was like, there was a wind chime section. That was the best. <laughs> the whole thing of wind chimes. Because Amelia Estevez gets thrown into the wind chimes. Like, that's why they did it. Well, they first, the, the, the hard part is he's trying to hide in, in the wind chime section <laughs> and from being shot by Dennis Leary. <laughs> he keeps bumping into the wind chimes. Oh, shit. <laughs> It's so good. It's like if we can make a, a movie just about a store that exists like that. A store from somebody's dream. I, I would put my entire yes. life savings into that film, which would be about 50 cents. And we can do that film. We can make that happen. There's there are buildings that are in that are empty in Clinton, Iowa, that we could make that in. Mm. We can set things up. That needs to be done. We need to do that. We need to do that. Skateboards right next to towels. Like, we can do that. Random ski poles. <laughs> I want a bra, but I also need carrots. <laughs> Over by the plungers. <laughs> That's right by fine jewelry. So, I mean, you don't even know what the fuck you're going to find. God. Are we you almost at the end of the year? Know. Jesus Christ. I just want to mention Fatal Instinct. Oh, yes. This is the most underrated movie in history. Agreed. It was fantastic. Yes. That opening sax bit with Clint Clemens <laughs> following Sean Young around, playing the sexy saxophone wherever she went. <laughs> Iconic. Well, like, what was that like us just being cynical and going, oh man, this movie would be so much better if he just followed her. And then it happened, and we're like, are we that jaded? Like, that, that's what we expected, but that it but it worked. It just kept getting better and better. Like, Christopher, Christopher McDonald's character gets killed, and they draw his chalk outline on the wall. Or yes. <laughs> he looks so surprised. <laughs> Armand DeSante cannot, for the life of him, figure out that his wife is sleeping with that guy. <laughs> He's there all the time. He walks in on them. <laughs> She's literally laying on the table and he's like, all right, well, I gotta go. <laughs> he's a cop and a lawyer. <laughs> he's arresting a guy and giving you his card to say, hey, I'll represent you in court tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> he opens that closet and it's all the same suit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Carl Ryder is a genius and people... Oh fucking need to go back and watch this movie <laughs> okay again we have a background scene with carl actually getting frisked which nobody even noticed and he's back there and like they're turning him around and he's being frisked and he's like what's going on he has no idea oh my god oh the, the towels <laughs> the fucking towel rack <laughs> Everybody needs to go and watch it. You know, like if you love parody movies, like you again, this was one that was majorly slept on because oh, absolutely, the reviews were horrible. Horrible. Everybody hated it, and it's and it's completely fallen out of favor. Like it just is not remembered hardly it's, at all. I, I want to shake Armando Sante's hand. I want to say this was your best role. Fuck absolutely. This was he was incredible, and but you know the bits with Sherilyn Fenn were fantastic. Sean Young is incredible. Christopher McDonald. Uh, Kate Nelligan, of course, is the wife. The, the 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 moment that they're in that it was it like a it was like a garage, and all the cops are like slipping on blood everywhere. But <laughs> the two detectives 
have not fallen over once. And his partner is eating nachos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then nachos. they finally fall over at the end of the fucking scene. They finally slip. Brilliant. Oh. Fucking it's, brilliant. It's like Fuzzy and I wrote that movie. Like that that would exactly be our movie right there. All right, let's wind this down by remembering yeah. uh, the the nap that was the remains of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is still on in your in your room, isn't it, Amy? What? The, <laughs> did you fall asleep when I said the remains of the day? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just I kind of fall out. Um, I just I just looked up and Emma Thompson staring at me. I. Don't... <laughs> I, I I put that movie will not end in my room. So I put Robbie, little Robbie, right in front of it to pretend like somebody's watching it. That's what that's what we've done. It's fucking, it's a deathless movie. It just it's, will not fucking end. It is so it is so slow and so boring. Who with, the fuck cares about the fucking butler at a fucking country house in England? And I just it is. We're told that this is like this simmering romance between the two of them. And it's like, what are you talking about? No, that's, it felt like, that's her like dad. a full basement. Yeah, yeah. The, the, there was nothing. I, I have called Chewy, Mr. Stevens, I don't know how many times. Because <laughs> he's pissing me off. <laughs> You're not in love with me. <laughs> Stop inviting me places and then not paying for my coffee, for one. And then two. <laughs> Your dad was a hundred years old, but yet you guys were the same fucking age in real life. I don't understand this movie at all. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Uh, just a couple of notes. Like we didn't watch obviously Schindler's List. We're not crazy. We're not gonna put that on this show. Right. <laughs> well, we didn't we're not gonna watch Philadelphia on nope. just not happening. We're not talking about that movie. These are Here. notable films, but because they're they are uh they are well, way too serious for us, and, and and brilliant, and they yeah we we take the piss out of everything. I mean, let's just say real quick too. In 1994, we've got the Shawshank Redemption coming up, and I don't think that's one that we need to ca- tackle either. Um, we'll, I've we'll seen talk that about. actually. Oh, Have you? I watched it for my film class. Interesting. Oh. Did you like it? I did. I really did. Well, we'll 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 see what comes about when that comes around. But um, what are you looking forward to next year, Amy? Uh, well, I can tell you, not the Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, one. what? The, the Santa, Santa Claus? Claus. That that's a '94 movie. It's one of the first films out in '94. Stop. I'm not lying to you. Uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, hey, I was just telling MJ about that one. We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> I do think it would be good for the podcast, but I'm not excited. Uh, we've all MJ's seen Pulp Fiction, so we already know that's out there. Yes. Um, Leon the Professional, which I I, I would watch again. Mm. Um, we got the Lion King. We also have the Mask. Oh. And I I don't want to do that one. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. How about yeah. that one? True Lies. I, I think I've seen the Ace Ventura one. Really? The guy because you probably your dad probably showed you the guy talking out of his butt as the height of comedy. Actually, it, I think it was at a sleepover at oh, one no. of my friends' houses. 
Okay, so point to the doll where it touched you. <laughs> um, there, there is a movie called The Ref, which does star Dennis Leary and Kevin Spacey and um, Annette Benning. No, not Annette Benning. It's um, oh fuck, I forgot her name. But I loved The Ref. I, I actually owned the VHS of The Ref. Hmm. I would like to go back, regardless of how awful Kevin Spacey is, because. I liked the movie a lot. I really can't get past it, but we'll see. I, I can't either. I think he's horrible, but it was a good movie. And again, it, well, again, I I said that, but then I've also watched movies this year that I'm like, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> um, I fucking refuse Dumb and Dumber. We're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four Weddings and a Funeral. Okay. Uh, and, go ahead. And Speed. We have to watch Speed. I love Speed. I already, I've already written about Speed. I don't need to see it again. But I don't care. <laughs> it's for the podcast, you cock. <laughs> and Interview with the Bam- Vampire and Natural Born Killers. We need to do those, for sure. Fair enough. But uh, the right. first movie of the year is... Uh, I, I guess I'm kind, of, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of debating it now that I'm looking at the list again. Because do we want to watch Cabin Boy? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. That's Chris Elliott, yeah. Because the other movie looks hilariously terrible, and what? and vague and just kind of that vaguely nineties racist. <laughs> oh God! The air up there, starring Kevin Bacon. Oh, um, I mean, I like Kevin Bacon. I love Kevin Bacon. Hmm. How about Kevin Bacon in full African garb? No. <laughs> No, I, I would rather watch The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I don't think, no. And, and I, you know what? I, if I know Kevin the way I know Kevin, Bacon, and we're pretty tight, I think that he <laughs> would look back on that and go, yeah, maybe not the best decision. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, we also have Disclosure coming up, too. Oh, God. Yeah, MJ, prepare yourself for that one. It's going to be horrible. But, MJ, get ready, because Heavenly Creatures is out this year, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm, okay. Kate Winslet. Excellent. Oh, yeah. oh, Sean, we have to do Exit to Eden. We have to. We fucking oh, have to. God. Oh, my God. Yes, we one have the, to. Oh, my God. It's one of the worst movies of all it's time. We have one, to do it. Just, just here, Here's your preview. Rosie O'Donnell in Dominatrix gear. Oh, Oh. It's gonna be so bad! I can't wait. <laughs> you know, how Boily Point put Wesley Snipes, uh, just kind of grafted Wesley Snipes on. <laughs> so this movie, not to get too far into it because we'll talk about it in the show, but they grafted a story, a comedy story uh, involving Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell onto a story that's about a, a dominatrix falling in love with one of her subs. Yeah. Uh- Can I just say, I read Exit to Eden back then, actually two years before this movie came out, and um, it wasn't a comedy. (laughs) There was no no, uh, diamond heist plot? It it was not a comedy. It it was actually very, very erotic. (laughs) So who do do you get to direct that? 
Gary Marshall. See, that's that's what I'm saying. Like this, this is exactly the early '90s. It's like let's get into a meeting. Let's okay. Here's the script. No, nope, that's not going to work. We need to like, how can we dumb that down and take the sex out of it? Oh, <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell and uh, Dan Aykroyd. Let's and, do that. Let's do and that. We'll hire Gary Marshall to direct it. <laughs> By the way, MJ Gary Marshall is is one of the worst. Is one of history's worst criminals. Um, <laughs> He's a blight in the director <laughs> landscape. He's a blight on on society as a whole. Yeah, uh, and and I'm glad he's dead, um, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just because New Year's Eve touched you wrong, <laughs> New Year's Eve, Mother's Day. I mean, all of those shitty holiday movies that he made are, are just just god awful misery. Right. And pre- and Pretty Woman. I'll yeah, throw Pretty I, Woman in there. Too. I don't wish for his death since he's already dead. I feel like it, <laughs> it's also a good thing that we go back because we also like Penny Marshall, who did she, good things. It, the goofus and gallant of the directorial world. So weird. But <laughs> hey, here's we have this one, which I'm really excited about. It's The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Two drag performers and a transgender woman travel across the desert to perform their unique style of cabaret. Let's and I try not to bring too many that. good movies. To this. <laughs> so we're not going to watch Clerks again or Ed Wood then. Okay, fine. Fuck. 1994 is going to suck. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, we got to wrap this up because yeah. I've got to get on other things. But thank you so much. Uh, Dave is the best movie of 1993 uh, as a podcast. I mean, obviously for me, it's going to be the Scorsese movie, but uh, parody movies are amazing. You need to watch uh, parody movies from 1993. They're just so incredible. Um, (laughs) Fatal Instinct especially is the most slept on movie in history. Yes. Everyone watch Fatal Instinct. And just because Robert Sheehan said he loved Demolition Man doesn't mean you have to love it at all. <laughs> Damn it, Robbie. Good Rob clarified have- that, just in case there were a lot of other Robert <laughs> Sheehan fans that were like, oh, I, I don't want to like it, but I, I like him. I'm doing God's work. <laughs> Listen to the first first episode of the year for maybe a follow-up on our extra that we do each week, that we've done each yes. week for... Uh, for Doctor Who, we'll do that on the next episode. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It, it was a great year, and it was awesome to be able to hang out with the fam and and do something like this. It's crazy that we've done a year of this to me. Like that's crazy. I know. <laughs> I'm kind of sad, actually. 1993 can burn to the ground now. So. <laughs> Fuck you, 1993. Perfect. All right. <laughs> as long as my car gets here, I'll see you Sunday. All right, bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> I don't know how to turn this off. There it is. <laughs>